Hi everyone, welcome to the AI of Mankind show, where I share anything interesting about mankind. I'm your host for this season. My name is Andrew Liu. I've worked across four continents and 12 international cities. Also, I've worked in tech startups across a range of roles from selling products, making customer happy, figuring out fundraising, making finance tick, building teams, and developing sticky products. Apart from building startups, I've also worked in Fortune 500 companies as a chief data scientist or technologist or people leader. You can call me jack of all trades or master of learning. I hope to make this podcast show a great learning experience for us. In each season, there is a series of interesting things where I invite guests to share their views about their life and interests. Now let the show begin. In part one of our captivating podcast episode, we were enthralled by the remarkable journey of Sharad Gupta, a digital business growth and product leader with a rich background in founding unicorns like Lazada and Zalorin. And through Panda, Sharad's insights on startups, product market fit, and his pioneering work in AI and data science left us inspired and eager for more. Now, as we transition into part two of our enlightening conversation with Sharad, get ready to explore the profound impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on digital transformation in the banking industry. We'll delve into to the accelerated adoption of technology, process digitization, and the revolutionizing of customer experience. Sharat will provide invaluable insights on leveraging AI, driving efficiency, and creating successful transformation strategies in this rapidly changing landscape. Throughout our discussion, we'll uncover the strategic importance of digitizing processes, the focus on cost reduction, and the imperative to enhance customer experience in the banking sector. The episode will be filled with eye-opening discussions on how technology has reshaped the industry and the opportunities it presents for innovation and growth. So don't miss out on part two of this engaging podcast episode featuring Sharad Gupta. Prepare to gain a deeper understanding of the banking revolution through digital innovation as we continue our exploration of the dynamic world of technology and its impact on various sectors. Get ready for another enlightening conversation that will leave you inspired and empowered. Now, the next interesting question I want to ask you, you were doing digital strategy work before COVID-19 and after COVID-19. Now we have this new Omicron thing. So how has pandemic change digital transformation? What do you think? Yeah, it has been in all three dimensions. The velocity of adoption, it's no-brainer that nowadays nobody is using face-to-face meeting or face-to-face processes. So processes are digitized, has to be digitized. That realization suddenly has come to business people. And that realization is not just in front-end processes. This has come across in the process with compliance. It used to be a voting job and has to be a huge manual sitting in front of computers for 10, 12 hours and working within offices. And, and now that, so the velocity of adoption has increased due to multiple factors. Due to employee pressure, due to competitive pressure, due to cost pressure, you need to be able to work most of the work digitally without human intervention. Right? So multiple drivers for adoption of technology. And the proof is before COVID, we were like before versus now, our sales pipeline has grown many fold. And that's just a proof of how the banks are adopting in terms of speed. And second part is it's strategic imperatives have come 
very clear now. You have digital banks, which are getting launched. You have uh, streaming companies, which are coming in. Their cost base, fund unit transaction costs is way less. Now, unless you dramatically lower down the costs, you are not going to, to win the race and dramatically increase the consumer experience. So if your payment doesn't get passed through because you have a money laundering or fraud, fraud software, it doesn't go state processing and it takes few days to pass that transaction. It's a bad personal experience. What I'm saying is that healthy processes and digitizing of that processes, many of them has become strategic priorities for the bank. So that's the second point. It's not just a cost game or it's a strategic choice bank has to do. And we are seeing that bank have started taking that that journey very quickly. I see. So you mentioned about the speed of digital transformation, the skill of it, and the importance of it. And give me some kind of uh, a range of numbers so that we can gravitate to, for example, the speed of digital transformation. So before COVID-19, people would take, for example, I don't know, like how many weeks or how many people to work on manually doing this kind of fraud detection. And then with COVID-19, suddenly through the implementation of these kind of new solutions, like what's the impact going to look like? Great question. Like for example, typical banks in today's time would have somewhere around, depending on size of the bank, but mid-sized bank would have anywhere 100 to 300 people and looking into transactions, doing transaction monitoring, streaming compliance. Then we can imagine if those and that used with the staff and whenever you have a, a new product launch, that volume of people required to do the job tremendously increases. So the volume of alert increases. Sometimes you have a new regulation, sometimes you have a new product launch, sometimes you have a change in process and policy. Now, with the AI and adoption, what we are seeing that the banks are able to deploy, redeploy 50 to 70% of those stuff in doing more productive work rather than just looking at the needle in the haystack. And that's in fact, people have seen it and which is making bank and many other industries to adopt technology and AI especially at, at greater speed. Because it's no more a fancy thing and something which can just give people bonuses. It is a real tangible benefit to defeat me. And the companies and we are especially in, in Singapore, this is, I've seen it across many large banks now. They have seen the benefit of COVID time that only otherwise the amount of products. It was unimaginable that they would be able to manage that kind of operational load with that kind of small team. Now they are able to do because a lot of the heavy lifting is done by AI. And the human intelligence is used for the right purpose, not for the doing things with machine can do easily. Cool. And what about the skill of digital transformation? So is it before COVID was like 10, 20% on digital stuff and now almost like 100%? Is it something like that? I don't know. Well, I didn't get your question. Sorry. So I'm trying to get the gravity. Give us some numbers in terms of the percentages of resources that go into digital transformation before COVID-19 and after COVID-19. Resources mean like the span you are talking about? Ah, uh, yeah, both the span and the times. Just an example, let's say for a bank that I used to look at is that before COVID-19, they, every year they will do a 20% capex 
capital expenditure and maybe also 20% of their payroll time and man hours to increase new application or innovate. After COVID-19 is the flip. It's almost like 80% of all my resources. If I can digitize and automate using AI, I will do that. So what is that like gravity number of change that you have noticed, you know? Saying putting finger to those kind of number is difficult, but there's some kind of numbers that you want to see. The Tory bank spend on compliance used to is gonna touch around 10% of the Tory bank spending. About 10% is a huge number. And it is growing around 15, 20% year on year. And we are not counting on the penalties which has or any regulator may implant on the green sufficient processing. So it's a huge cost risk banks are carrying. And if they do not divert the significant part of the IT spend on the new technologies, the, the cost of people and processes will eat up all their margin in future. So now, right now, it is sitting at 10% by 15%. And think about on one side, you have that the high margin business are taken away by and it is constantly getting attacked piece by piece. And on the other side, your cost is increasing by 10 to 15% year on compliance and regulation. So unless you do very concentrated efforts and high ROI projects, there's no chance that you would be bombed with index of tomorrow. Wow. Like you mentioned, it's almost like an upward trend that has got to be more and more compliance and therefore just spending 10% every year is not enough. You just got to keep up. And the way to keep up is to increase a priority for using digital transformation and implementing AI, right? Yeah. And part of the digital transformation, I think, simply we have a couple of fees. One is banks spending on ongoing cloud adoption. And cloud has its own virtues and its own, at certain scale, it may have its own challenges. Then there is a hardcore part around how do you, even if you digitize the processes, the decision automation is what states in the knowledge economy is needed, right? The automation is very much required. And people have seen that if they use, let's suppose, process automation, process board mods, or even the first and automation tools, building apps, is going to give them 5-10% of productivity benefit. It's not going to be transformative where you need to dramatically reduce the cost 70%. And that can come, what we have seen and demonstrated across multiple banks, can come only through a first build with some a particular process problem. Now, it has its own challenges, like how many AI applications a bank can afford, and how do you manage that skin is another second order and third order problem which is coming as a result. But then there are solutions being built around. But that you solve the big problem, that you solve the you know, 80% of the problem through those 20% initiatives. I see. Like you just described in terms of, yes, there is definitely the first order benefits of using digital transformation. And if not, the cost will eventually eat up all the profit and it's not going to be competitive and sustainable. Now, the interesting question is, let's say a C-suite leader in a, in a tech company or a, a bank, they say, I get it. I want to do digital transformation. What is the advice to those hearing that? What do you have to give to them? I, I think the main important part is it is around 
you got to do do not consider digital transformation as one of the IT spend, right? It's a strategic strategy, false and bad. And for any company or any institution, take that as a strategic priority. So what I'm saying is just so those who take this as an initiative as a strategic priority start from the board level and down to and at the lowest level. So if you have a bottom up and top down both initiative and and to me that's a strategic priority where the sense of urgency is there both at the top and bottom and both the parties are hand in hand working. That's what makes a successful digital transformation, especially AI driven transformation successful. And those who are able to do it, they are able to dramatically reduce costs, right? 50, 60, 70%. In wherever I've seen in processes, they are able to do it. A, do it as a strategic priority. Do be more inclusive. The other initiative need to be more inclusive, not just top down or just bottom up, but both. And C, start small and move fast, right? You need not to run multi-million, multi-country project, AI project without having a success, right? So establish the success on its small scale. And then once you see it, move fast. So that's what I, my, my advice would be on this one. So you mentioned about those who really take ownership and really believe in it. They start with the board from the top down and the bottoms up, making it inclusive. And then also bringing back by starting small and once it works, move fast. Now, I believe that a lot of banks now, they all want that and they all engage. I call it subject matter expertise, which is it could be the company, Tukitaki, it could be consulting brands to work together. Now, and a lot of times the challenge is about when you bring too many stakeholders coming in, things starts to become like very slow or mm. things starts to become messy. Mm. What is the advice that you will give for like the banks that they want to engage different subject matters, experts, startups or branded consultants to work together, including the in-house guys to make things move? Very good question. Thanks for asking this question. And let, let me try to give a good answer to it because there's no silver bullet. In fact, what I've seen him, I've seen like the organization which are known big organization, very successful organization. I won't name them, but very poor at execution and AI execution. On the other hand, I've seen banks, these who are really not known as a digital natives. And they have been named in, 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 in digital transformation or AIT. But what I've seen that the, the banks who have succeeded very clear on the roadmap. So the role of top value is to provide the, the clarity. And the clarity should not come from consulting. Clarity should be on the, the head of the business. And they should be clear in the head that this is the path to take. No, it's their job to convince and to get a buy-in from both top and bottom. Unless you, so I'm talking stakeholder management and the head of business is very important. And it's not just opening PPT and giving presentation on Friday evening. It's, it's more around building that sense of urgency and excitement, not just the fear, but 
I've seen like in banks, which are not really top grade in terms of either number of people, quality of people, men's and practices, but they were very passionate and very clear that this is a path they want to take, why they want to take. So why was very clear and how was very clear. Generally in this area, there are many questions. How do you want to make or print? Do you want to, what kind of technology you use? Like all of those questions are sorted out as a part of the blueprint, as a part of small experimentation. So team learn. It's not like uh, top management was not aware. They were very much into the game. And even the day-to-day people who are working on clothes was also involved. I would say it's the common way, common path emerges. This is the way to to solve their problem through AI. Right? And that is the kind of AI you needed. And now then you look for what your solution could be from Tupitaki, it could be from anything. But the way which doesn't work is that hey, Mr. Consultant term give me an advice and then I will take three year roadmap and then I will hire another consulting company or implementation a partner who will implement these. I've not seen succeeding there. In fact, with the large, very successful organization, which have been doing this sort of transformation, I've seen them standing enough. So my learning has been that people passion on the causes and they should see that it is almost solving their own problem. And they may not be cute with all the, the expertise required for AI, but they know the problem. And unless they are involved in the process, yes, it may slow, it may look like it, it is slowing them down. But their buying very important. I see. So you mentioned about those succeeded tend to have leaders who are passionate. So they really care. They really own this thing. And there's that, that drive, that sense of urgency to follow up, to get buys in, and then to rope all these startups or vendors and consultants in. And that really helps. Now, you also mentioned about like business leaders that are clear in their head also get are done. But we've reached the end of part two of our captivating podcast episode with Sharik Gupta, where we uncovered the remarkable impact of digital transformation in the banking industry, the discussion on accelerated technology adoption, process digitization, and customer experience left us with a deeper understanding of the ever-evolving landscape of AI and its implications for the future of work. But the journey doesn't end here. As we transition into part three of our conversation with Shara, get ready to embark on a transformative exploration of the key ingredients for a successful digital transformation journey. Andrew Liu and Shara Gupta will unveil the secrets to unlocking passion, purpose, and clarity, empowering you with actionable insights to drive meaningful change in your organization. Throughout this episode, we'll dive into the importance of embracing risk-taking, avoiding theoretical pitfalls, and navigating the dynamic landscape of AI. Whether you're a leader, a professional, or an aspiring change agent, this conversation will provide you with the tools and inspiration needed to drive impactful transformation in your industry. So stay tuned as we unravel the transformative power of passion, purpose, and clarity in the context of digital transformation. Get ready to embrace the future with confidence and embark on a journey like never before. Part 3 awaits, filled with actionable insights and inspiration to fuel your own transformational endeavors. Hi guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. If this is the first time you are tuning in, remember to subscribe to this show. If you have subscribed to this show and love this episode, please share it with your friends, family and acquaintances. See you later and see you soon. Thank you.